you have a fan base or a community and it's your decision how do you build it or should you build it that's i think step number one build that fan based on community oftentimes and you all are marketers and megan and jen talk about this all the time you're converting them educating them or as i say ask for a smile before a sale you're converting them and nurturing them to become a customer and that's the magic i'd rather have my fan base than just have a customer welcome to the making a marketer podcast the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I am Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, which is the sponsor of this show. We empower small to medium-sized businesses with strategic marketing communication. I am so excited for our show today, but I'm going to make you wait for a second to hear who the guest is while I say hello to my co-host, Jen Cole. Hi, Jen. Oh, Megan, Hey. How are you doing today? You know, I am not bad. That's as, <laughs> that's that's kind of like the most we can hope for on some days, right? That's something, yeah. That's for sure. I mean, I could lie and be like, I'm so awesome. But, you know, some days you just got to keep it real. For real. Yeah. But I miss yeah. you. I feel like we haven't talked or seen each other in a long while. You know, it's funny because if we go a week without texting each other, it's like, what's happening with Megan? Where is Megan? <laughs> Megan spent 68 hours trying to get back into the U.S. last week. So that's where she was. Yeah, it's a long story. You got to wait for the video to hear that, to hear all the deets. I actually, I, I kept a vlog and I documented the trials and tribulations along the way. Like I filmed a six minute video in the Amsterdam airport. Complete with mice running on the floor. <laughs> okay, so on, <laughs> right, on a day like today, you need some people in your life. You need some people to pump in some energy. And today is that day for me. And I'm sure it will be for our listeners. Our guest today is the Ramon Ray. Hi, Ramon. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Megan. Hey, Jen. I hope you guys are well between mice and... Uh, and <laughs> Awesome. I'm doing great. Good to be here. Honored to share and educate our audiences. So thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So fantastic. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the importance of building a fan base, which is something that I think like it happens by virtue of the things we're doing, but I don't know if we really think about it in that way. So hoping that this, I wanted to do this show. This is actually our final show of 2020 to kind of go out with a pop. And we get a lot of people listening in December and January, you know, who are trying to kind of like look forward to the new year, right? And like figure mm -hmm. out what they want to do. So I thought this would be a really good topic for our listeners. And so I am going to read your bio. Ramon Ray is the founder of Smart Hustle media. He's an entrepreneur, author, and speaker who loves burnt pancakes and bacon on the weekends. He's the founder of Smart Hustle Media, has started four companies and sold two. He has authored four books and his latest book is Celebrity CEO, How Entrepreneurs Can Thrive by Building a Strong Personal Brand. His passion is inspiring small business owners, entrepreneurs, and youth to live fulfilling lives. Over his extensive career, Ramon has written thousands of articles, spoken to thousands of business owners, and impacted hundreds of thousands of small business owners and entrepreneurs to help their businesses thrive. Is that me? Love that. That is you, right? Wow. <laughs> that is a regular reaction from guests like, oh, hi. <laughs> 
that person sounds really, they've done a lot. Oh, wait, I want to be them. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Jen, kick us off. You bet. All right. So, you know, sometimes getting started is the biggest challenge to basically anything that we do in our lives. So when people are looking for ideas to start growing their fan base, how or where do you advise them to start? Sure. I think the first place to start, Jen, is just to understand that they do have a fan base, whether they like it or not. They do have a community of some way. There's people watching them, right? Whether we like it or not. And I think it's their decision up to them to decide how to uh, leverage it, how to grow it. So I think that's the first place to start. We can mention, and we may, you know, all kinds of tactics and tools and ways to do it. Happy to talk about that. But I think talking to that person who's thinking right now toward the end of the year, beginning of the year, I think it's just realizing it's not just about selling selling, selling, like, let me find, let me hunt for a client. It's, you know, as they say in Spanish, and I'm not Spanish, but I think cuidad, cuidad means slow down, something like that. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. So I would say just to realize you have a fan base or a community and it's your decision. How do you build it or should you build it? That's, I think, step number one to train your mind differently how you're thinking. Put it that way. Yeah, I think that can be very, very powerful. I like the idea of going in with the mindset of community. It's, It's perfect. And actually, that's a good, really good segue for my question. I want to know, what's the difference between a customer and a fan? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a, you know what? You get a ding. That's a great question. Yeah, no, I love it. So here's the difference. A customer does not have to be a fan, but oftentimes a fan or someone in your community will end up being a customer. So a customer is one who has a problem that you are solving transactionally. They bought something from you. Yay, that's good. They may not buy from you again. They may not tell the people about you. Maybe they just bought it in a rush and they forgot who you were. A fan or someone in your community, that's someone who's like, yay, you know, imagine a concert or something musical. They're they're all into you. They love what you do. They're following you on possibly several platforms, et cetera, et cetera. They may not have bought from you yet. So people may ask, you know, Megan, well, wait a minute, Ramon, you didn't complete that then. I I can have 10,000 fans, but I'm making no money. Ah, this is why if you build that fan based on community, oftentimes, and you all are marketers and Megan and Jen talk about this all the time, you're converting them, educating them, or as I say, ask for a smile before a sale, you're converting them and nurturing them to become a customer. And that's the magic. That's the difference. Why I personally say I'd rather build my community. I'd rather have my fan base than just have a customer because just having a customer yeah. is just that. That just made me think of this podcast in particular. We're not selling a product. We're educating. We're sharing the wisdom of people in the industry with other people. Right. And the thing about a podcast, it's kind of the hardest thing because marketers like data, right? I mean, we can <laughs> see downloads and stuff, but we don't get the sentiment. We don't get as much of the, you know, like that immediate return on on what we're doing. And then every once in a while, someone will pop up and say, I had a tweet yesterday. She said she was fangirling that we followed her on Twitter because she's a huge fan of the podcast. And I'm like, what? (laughs) That is awesome. And that, and whenever those little (laughs) things come about, you're like, people are listening. Nice. And it makes you kind of like go like, well, if think about how many people aren't saying anything at all, you know, like, so yeah. So that's so interesting because we're not saying anything, right? Yeah. I mean, 
or inspiring maybe hopefully yeah. no inspiring for sure i think is part of it too and i think that as you said megan i think also just as we're talking about podcast a bit again for those if we're going to go that track for those newer looking at fresh ideas let's remember uh, you know as we were doing offline we were talking about some common people that all three of us know yeah. things like that so imagine that in my mind now i'm thinking differently maybe there's new relationships for jenner megan or megan has so that doesn't always work this way but just talking about podcast or doing things sometimes that fan base or community it's not always about the customer someone's buying but even just a relationship. So again, it's not going to scale huge, but these are small little things that we can do day to day that will grow our businesses over time. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because it depends on the person, but some people have a hard time wrapping their head around the fact that there's not a like a monetization end game for this right. show. Like, <laughs> oh, why are you doing it? Well, to learn from my guests to, you know, it's sort of like a fashion project that's turned into this really cool thing. So yeah. And we are inadvertently building a fan base. Correct. Right? And building relationships with the people who are listening. That's right. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to see that grow here in the last year to hear, like, yeah, people can stop and listen to one episode and maybe not get what they're looking for. But then you do have those few people that, yeah, now we're showing up on people's Twitter lists and getting shout outs. And those are fans because they're talking about us all the time. My boyfriend and I, we sell a standing desk and we're like, okay, so this is our one item that we sell. Okay, so they can buy the one item that we sell and then be done with us forever. Or, <laughs> well, we're trying to do and what we're doing pretty successfully I feel like is doing exactly what we're talking about like we're asking questions on social we're providing deals on Etsy like we're doing all these things and then sending thank you cards and really trying to create a tight-knit community so they'll come back and hang out with us and then obviously tell people you know about our, our product too because they're that excited about it so it's exactly that I love your definition of you know customer versus fan it's just so perfect and Jen, Jen I have a question and you said standing desk correct mm-hmm. So these, like the communities are called standees. Do you like have breakfast sessions called stand with us? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I couldn't help myself. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We've been, so our, our thing is like, it's called an X stand, like the letter X dash stand. And so it's just a wooden portable standing desk. And so we're starting to kind of figure out what we want X stand life, like hashtag X stand life to yes. look like. And then we have a little holiday gnome named Xander that we've started putting in our social posts. And Xander's name starts with an X. I like it. <laughs> So, so it's been, yeah, it's been kind of fun to add a personality and build community that way. And that's the big thing that I've always said is you have to, you know, embrace your personality behind your brand. Yes. yes. And that's good. I just want to riff. I may riff. I know it's your show, but can I add one more point? (laughs) Please. Okay. You said embrace your personality. I think that's important too. I think sometimes we try to be who we're not or we get jealous of other people. I'm trying to be like Megan. Oh, wow. I wish I had hair like Megan. Well, I wish I had a smile like Jen. I can't. That's just me. That's just how it is. So I think you embrace and roll with who you are. And I just wanted to add that again for those listening yeah. that sometimes, and I listen, my, one of my favorite people is Seth Godin. I, I kind of, yeah. I can't help mimic a little bit. You follow people, you know, you, we get things, which is good, but I think I have to be me. And I'm sure people, you know, why well, I wish I was like this or that. You can't embrace who you have. So yes. Absolutely. Because people see right through when you're not being yourself, I feel like. And especially if you're going to be consistent, then you got to be yourself. So that being said, what do you think the biggest benefit of having a truly loyal fan base is? Well, that's a great question. I think the biggest benefit of that is that you're a rock star. You you have no (laughs) end of money. You won't lack. Because I think, again, having a customer, one and done. But having a fan base, trust 
is built. So that means, let's say, you know, forget thousands and thousands, make it something more realistic. Let's say I have a hundred people who are fans of mine. That means once a month, once a day in this little metaphorical silly example, all I need is one to buy from me every X period of time, if you get what I'm saying. So uh-huh. that's the advantage. And yes, size doesn't matter to a degree. You want that fan base to grow a bit larger and larger. In fairness, yes, you do. Yeah. But for those who are starting out, you know, having that fan base, and this is where we get to engagement. Sometimes I think we marketers throw around that word kind of like, you know, well, what, what, how engaged are they? You know, I'm going to do that with the voice you made, Kent Megan, at the beginning, right? And, you know, but point is, it does matter to a degree. If you get what I'm trying to say is that I don't think we're saying on the show with Jen and Megan, you're not trying to make a sale, not trying to make money. No, there's shows I'm sure they've done in this. There's a place for that. But for today, I just want to get people to see, build the fan base, build the community. Don't worry about the money yet. Don't ask for that. Just smile before sale. Just build the trust. Get people to like you or engage with you, depending on the platform or whatever. Open rates on email newsletters, all that stuff, right? That's the key because the bigger that is, over time, you won't starve. If somebody just bought from you, that's all they did. But you have a yeah. lot of people who are like, oh, Jen, hey, Jen, hey, Jen, Jen, Jen. <laughs> All you have to do is, you know, after the fourth gen, want to buy a pen or want to buy a table? <laughs> I, I wish that our listeners could have seen what you just did when you, when you did that. That was awesome. <laughs> I need a gif of that. That was amazing. The visual. The visual. Well, the video is being recorded, so we yes. can Hey. <laughs> All right. So do you have any ideas for recognizing fans? For sure. I do this quite a bit. I don't know why I feel like tearing up. By the way, I cry very easily. So if I do cry, forgive me. You just cry with me. I don't know why. It's weird. Empaths unite. Yeah. Indeed. I just posted something on Facebook that I was doing a boxing, not unboxing, but boxing something. It was a computer from one of my sponsors. Point being, I'm trying to say, and I'm not saying everybody has to do this model, but I'll use, this is tactical, one example, and you can take it where you want, but I give away stuff. So it sounds weird, but I'll do stuff in my own, you know, group and Smart Hustle Nation and things like this. Hey, answer this question. I'm giving away this. Do this. I'm giving away. So I think, yes, let's say it's in a group of three of us. It's kind of weird, but let's say I'm showing, and Jen represents all the followers, and Megan's the person who's getting the gift. I'm wrapping up something, sending it to Megan. Jen sees it. She's happy for Megan. She's like, oh, if you kind of understand. So even though we may not have the money or we're not sending something to everybody, everybody's seeing it. FOMO yeah. works. Fear of yeah. missing out. I can, let me see when Ramon or Jen or Megan, what, when they post again. So I don't know if, that, if I've answered the question or confused things more, but the point is what I do, <laughs> I do one thing. You don't have to do sending things, but one tactic that's helpful out of 10,000 people, 100 people, 500 people. Hey, I have three books. Who wants one? Or buying stuff from other people. I've done that too, because people have mm-hmm. done it for me. Hey, Ramon, we'll buy a copy. You know, my book, Celebrity CEO, we'll buy a copy of that and send it. Or I buy other people's stuff. So if that's helpful, people love in the digital age. Keep it digital. Keep it digital. Oh, Megan, sorry, brain freeze. Recognize people too. So you can send physical gifts, but what's scalable, just recognize, hey, shout out to my girl, Megan. Thanks for X. Hey, shout out to Jen. Check out. People love that. And I know we all do. We all have giving spirits. Those two things go far. Indeed. Love that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, words of affirmation is my love language. So any, like even minuscule <laughs> shout out or recognition, I eat it up. Uh, hey Jen, isn't it. Megan doing a great job today, Jen? Don't you think? Megan's doing a wonderful job. Yeah. I am very impressed with Megan's attitude and awesomeness yeah, today. Me too. I mean, she just, she's she so just great. baller. She just, she just up levels the whole Go ahead, Megan. Sorry. She really does. Like, she's the best co-host ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Ever. I mean, Oprah? Please. <laughs> no, I got Megan. <laughs> you don't even know. 
<laughs> I love you guys. You are so <laughs> we awesome. love you too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but seriously, we've we're seriously. But I think yeah. seriously to your point, even knowing your fans' love languages that we're getting a bit yeah. off my expertise. But I think to the principle you're making, especially as you build your fan base, you know, you have let's say a thousand people. You can't know them all. You can't. But again, oh, there's Jenny again. She just said happy birthday. Or we can see like Christmas right behind Jen. Let me yeah. send her a miniature Christmas shoe, whatever. You know, as you get to hear people, that matters. So as people are thinking about the lesson, as I like to share when I'm you know, being interviewed, is that what to learn from this? Listen to your fan base. You can't serve them all. But over time, as you're doing unique stuff, the FOMO is going to build month after month, week after week. <sighs> I love this so much. This is such a cool message. Really, really awesome. Indeed, they're all over the place. Like, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're at that magical time, boys and girls. It's brain break time. My brain break question for this episode is, what is your biggest hope for 2021? We know 2020 has been a dumpster fire (laughs) and um, (laughs) just a lot has gone wrong. I know that there's been a lot of positive that has come out of it as well. I don't mean to say that, but I think that the word hope is a great four-letter word (laughs) to convert any four-letter words you've said about 2020. (laughs) Let's grab that word hope. Let's start with Jen. What's your biggest hope for 2021? You know, I think think the best thing that we can do and the best thing that we can hope for for 2021 is we've all in our own ways this year, we've done transition, we've done growing, and we've done hardship. What I would really like to see for everybody in 2021 is, you know, the peace that we know what to do with those things now, because we're stronger people because of 2020. I hope for peace for people, like internal peace. I love that. You make me cry. <laughs> I'm making myself cry. Stop it. <laughs> Ramon, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'll try to, I'm going to give two if I may, and one I don't even know how to say properly. Uh, But I think one is that I hope we are able to say more. They could be right or reverse of that, I could be wrong. And I get this from my friend, mm-hmm. Tony Chapman, who's a leadership uh, specialist as you know, one of us in, in leadership though, online and all that, sp- a fellow speaker and consultant. But you know, he said it best. And I think that if we had more so just, let's say Megan's talking, saying something that I disagree with, I don't like, you know, maybe it's even off the wall politically could be whatever it may be, but then at least I pause a little bit and say, you know, okay, I thought the world was round. So what I would learn, Megan said the world's flat. I could be wrong. She could be right. Let me just listen a bit, even though I know she's wrong. But let me just listen a bit. You know, so my point being in a silly example that we could say, though, honestly speaking, I could be wrong or she could be right. I think that's one. I think two, maybe somehow this goes to that same point. I think just speaking to get a little political, if I may, is that just we'd give each other a little more breathing room for our politics. And I don't want to use the word politics because it's personal usually when we're talking as regular Mm -hmm. people. But there's been so much political discord, no matter what party and all that. But I mean that we can all just appreciate one another and say, you know what? They believe... I'll say something innocuous. They believe we should raise taxes. They believe we should lower taxes. Great. We all want to live in peace. Let's just have that conversation. So I'll stop there. But if you get what I'm trying to say that instead of, you know, Jen said to raise taxes, she's (laughs) evil, or Jen said lower taxes, that we could just all breathe better and say, let me appreciate and hear where they're coming from. So I I remember the olden days when that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a time not that long ago where we could have civil conversations and just disagree and that be okay. And it would be nice to get back to that. And were those the same days, uh, Megan, like where we would go outside the bar and our horses would be waiting for us and we'd saddle them <laughs> up that, that, that far back ago or more recent days? More recent, more oh, recent okay. than that. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So my biggest hope for myself personally is that I feel like I'm in approaching transition, like big life transition. And I'm hoping that I find my place, like the next place that I'm meant to be professionally. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just kind of get that like, okay, it's time for something different. So I'm working on that now. That's, I think that's part of why I'm so anxious too. In addition to all the work that I have to do between now and the end of the year for my clients, it's just that uncertainty. It's exciting, but it's also like super unnerving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my hope is that I find uh, my new landing spot and that it's soft. That is soft. Soft landing. (laughs) You know, it's an interesting thing too, though, because I've been kind of thinking, you know, along the same lines, I remember myself asking Eric, Eric Fisher, maybe just a few months ago, I was like, you know, we've been doing this for years and years. I've been managing social media for years and years. But what comes, like, what comes next after you're a social media manager? Like, I think it's such a young industry. It's still being figured out by people. And so like, the cool thing is we can be the people that pave ways. I'm excited about that, Megan. So I think that you're a pioneer and it's pretty freaking cool that's what I think about you so (laughs) look at that I do think a lot of of people are wondering that question about because we're in this business about social media managers and what to do and and what's our new role and all these things do you you think there's a big community of people thinking that I like to think that there is I think that a lot of us are just figuring out more and more about ourselves Mm -hmm. and what we're good at and a lot of people like you see people like Christine Gritman that she started like I'm local blah 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 but now she's niching down to teaching people how to be a brand or a personal brand. like We're all figuring out our things and then paving our own paths. I feel like a lot of people are wondering that. They might not really be vocal about that specifically, but I think they are wondering that. Yeah. On the same topic, that really leads me into my next question for you. (laughs) It's exactly on topic. So when we do the same things day in and day out, they tend to become, you know, stale. So how do you advise people to keep things fresh for their fans, keep their fans excited, engaged, and wanting to be around? Yes. Uh, Thank you for the question. And so listen, part of it, I don't know if I can help people with this because I think it has to be you, but I think you have to be willing to think different. So what I'm trying to say is if you are don't have do not have a creative bone in your body, partner with somebody, find somebody, ask Jen or Megan or whatever to help you, you know, get outside help. And then if you if the person advises you, you have to be willing to say yes to that and take it. Meaning you're saying, listen, I have a fear of water. Let me go to the ultimate swimming coach and get help. And they say, okay, come to the river with me. Come to the river. Put on this blindfold. Jump. If you don't trust and not willing to do it, if that example makes sense. So yeah. I'll give you an example. I had uh, when when the economy collapsed and COVID and all this, the beginning of March, beginning of the year or middle of the year, South by Southwest, when that was canceled, I bet, I don't know if you both were, I was with bated breath, refreshing my headline, <laughs> is South by Southwest going to be canceled or not? That, you know, I'm sure. And so my point being though, is that uh, what I'm trying to get at is that, so I had my, my event called Survive and Thrive Summit. All of us by now are doing online events. I was one of the first, not first, but I can claim that others have said it, doing a big event right when COVID hit. Point is, it was five hours live right here in this chair. Five hours, all live content. (laughs) That is a way to be different. So I'm not saying the hours, but as if people understand what I'm trying to get at, as if they're thinking, we're all doing the same thing. How can you do yours different? 
you know, maybe Jen's doing the, hey, this is Jen, we're doing blah, blah, blah. It's called the pink, you know, whatever show or whatever it is, or Megan's yeah. doing, it's called, we're going to have 20 virtual backgrounds in 20 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, snap. Whatever. So that's, if that helps, what I'm trying to say is that it's hard to be something totally different. It's hard. Yeah. Damon John says, right? Very few of us are reinventing something different, but we all can take the water bottle and ours has a magnet here to hold a key. Who knows? Did you just make that up? Or does that actually? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark, Ramon Ray. (laughs) Hashtag, copyright. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So cruising your LinkedIn, as I do in preparation for a show, I noticed that you have five different endeavors that are active right now. Wow. So I just want to know how you do it all. (laughs) Sure. One out of the many things that I'm doing, all are not successful. Out of the many things I'm doing, all are not done to the efficiency they could be. But I've grown very comfortable with myself. I had a coach. Wow. You know, the the tear is like in my kneecap. It's coming up, but I just don't feel like crying right now because I just don't feel like it. I don't have tissues nearby. Crying is energy. I just don't feel like it. But point being is that Ramon likes is thrives in chaos. That's just me. So the question to answer your question is, that's just me. But to a learning moment for those listening, those of us who are, you know, throw spaghetti against a wall, is that I have a great executive assistant. I have a great team overall. I delegate like crazy. I reply very quickly to emails. I say no easily. You know, like Jen, smile and say, do you want to feed the kids? Say that to me, Jen. Do you want to feed the kids? Nope. Next. (laughs) Done. No problem. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) you know, like save the world. So if that's has- all the examples, that was probably like, the mo- like I can imagine a spouse being like, Oh, you said what? Um- <laughs> and feed the kids of the world, like a nonprofit, you know, the being, of the world, being able to say like, you know, no. So those are a few things, Megan, but thank you for asking. But yes, I do run smart hustle. I'm a speaker, author, event producer, several things. I have a very wow. deep passion to help uh, young people. I have a project, a youth education project, a youth education project that org that had a, different name, a different slant, but I wanted to make it broader than any particular race or ethnicity and all children who are disadvantaged. So hence youth education project. So those are a few things I'm working on and yeah, it's busy, but but I have fun. And one business coach I hired, Megan, she told me that uh, because I, I kept saying I was unfocused. I've been saying it for years, but she gave me freedom to stop saying that because she said, Ramon, are you paying your, you know, are you paying yourself? Are you being as good as a father and a husband as you can? She said, is smart hustle going okay? Is that, is the one or two things that are really priority going well? I said, yes. She said, Ramon, so in that case, if you want to start the blue orange bubblegum factory in Iraq and it fails, you do it. It could be cost. Everything else is okay. So with that, I realized, you know what? That's me. That's me. I love it. That's awesome. That, that's a lot going on. So with all of that, I mean, you're inspiring people day in and day out, but to turn it around, what keeps you motivated or, or who has inspired you to continue to do the work that you're doing? Sure. I answer this a few different ways. One, I happen to be a dedicated committed Christian. I'm a person of faith. That's for me. I'm not preaching anybody listening to it. So <laughs> that's me. I have to acknowledge that God inspires me. I think point two, definitely as far as people, I used to work at Jen at the United Nations for many years. Great organization, but the office I I was in 
wasn't too cool. And there's a gentleman there, Chidambaranathan. I call him my Hindu guru. Ramon, slow down, Ramon. Don't write the email right now. You're too angry. Slow down, slow down. Bad mimic of him, but I mimic him in honor. So Chidambaranathan, I have to call him out. And my friend Yakov Yurinsky, one of the two only men in the world that I kiss and embrace massively affectionately, love him to death. And so those are two to get a little personal. My faith, strong. And Mr. Chidambaranathan passed away, but as I was growing up, he really has helped me. And uh, But I think overall, I happen to be, everybody's different, right? But I yeah. do happen to be a glass half full person. You know, Jen, if you were to punch me in the face right now, I'd be like, oh, great. Are we practice boxing? <laughs> That's just, you know, if you were to, you know, call me, you idiot. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a group, right? The, the, you idiot. That's just me. So. I love it. That's, that's awesome. so awesome. Okay. So I want to give you a chance to tell us about the Black Education Fund, please. Sure. Thank you for asking. Again, that, and that is the, so I created, after George Floyd's murder that many of us have heard about, know about, um, I created a fund called Black Education Fund to help Black youth, Brown youth as well, in some way. I raised about $10,000 and donated that money to an organization called NPower, which helps disadvantaged young people. And that's the one, Megan, where I transitioned that. And I said, you know what? I want to go broader. I happen to be a Black guy. You can tell some people think I'm German, but I'm Black guy. <laughs> and uh, and I said, I want to go a bit broader. I don't want to just be for Black youth because there's white youth that don't know jack about finance or marketing or, or Spanish youth or whatever it is. So I wanted to make it broader and say, listen, if you're inner city, if you're a young person that's been had a jacked up life, I want wow. to help you. And so hence, transition that to the youtheducationproject.org. And thank you for asking. Okay. Where my vision is to really train youth and pay them to learn. And it's not something big like thousands. I'm no Marcus Limonis. I'm no, you know, billionaire. This is just a passion project for me, Megan, anybody listening. I would love help with it and to partner with others who are helping youth. And last thing I'll say, because I'm a firm believer that one of the biggest ways to get out of poverty is to do what we're doing. Entrepreneur. Many people can work for a company, but for young people, if you have at least a mindset for entrepreneurship, you will Will never starve. If you're always looking for a handout, look for somebody to give you, that's 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 a problem. But if you can, as Maria Forleo's, you know, her book, uh, figure it out a bolo, something like that, as she says. So that was a long answer, right, Megan? Hey, there's no size, there's no one size for any for anything. <laughs> All we're looking for is honest answers and good banter. And I know that our listeners can learn a ton from you. So speaking of that, what is a business book that you would recommend? our listeners read sure other than your own yes (laughs) do some guests do that like oh out of the four million books this year um (laughs) this is this is a new myself this is a new segment that i've just added so we haven't Um, so this book that i'm going to show you right now hold up i haven't read yet but i've heard the podcast you probably have as well and npr and other places for a while but guy Raz's um how i built it i think i love his stories not stories that we haven't heard before but he goes into depth on some cool companies, Stitch Fix and uh, oh, the cool. cool glasses company. I was going to say Hardy Boys. Warby, Warby Parker? Yeah, Warby, Warby Parker. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Hardy so, Boys? Yeah, How I Built This Guy Raz, pretty good book. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay, y'all. So we're going to give you a chance to win Ramon's book. Oh. Celebrity CEO is the book. And I know I can't wait to check it out. And so if you're hearing this, we want you to 
have the opportunity to enter to win. So tweet at Make a Marketer and Ramon, your Twitter at handle? Ramon Ray, R-A-M-O-N, R-A-Y, Ramon Ray on Twitter. That's what I thought. Okay, tag us both and share what your hope is for 2021. And we will pick a winner. You have until January 15th and then we'll pick a winner and we will say your name. We'll call you out on the next episode we record after that as well. So you get some love for you and your, your company while we're at it. Megan, can I add a bonus? Absolutely, always. In this day and age where we are trying to work in different ways, we are wondering, are we ergonomic? Are we not ergonomic? Are we, should we stand? Should we sit? There's so much confusion in the world. It's a political discussion. <laughs> Forget the presidential elections. Should we stand? Should we sit? Is big. <laughs> Anybody who wins a copy of Celebrity CEO, I am going to buy a standing desk as well from Jen. I will no buy it and get it to them somehow. That's my gift. To the same person or are we going to give two? We'll figure it out somehow. But uh, okay. yeah, so to the same person. Sorry, to the same person. They'll get oh, a okay. desk and a book. Holy Fantastic. moly. Yeah, sitting is the new smoking, right? Isn't that the... That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome, remote. Well, oh, really this nice. just went... This went from being incredible to like exponentially... Supporting Jen and giving some more love to our listeners. I love it. Absolutely. Man, this exceeded my expectations. I had high expectations and this exceeded them. So thank you, Ramon, so much. We really appreciated having you on. Thanks for having me here. It's good to be here. I've been excited. You guys are fun people. I look for coming back anytime. We can talk about molasses going uphill in the dead of winter if you want. (laughs) But thank you, ladies. And I wish you all the best. I hope everybody watches and listens to Making a Marketer Podcast with rock stars Megan and Jen. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And thanks, Jen. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. I don't think you could make your home any warmer. I wish I was there right now. I do too. I'm (laughs) looking here. Let's have some eggnog and make some cookies together. (laughs) That would be awesome. Okay, friends. Well, we wish you good health and prosperity and safety in the new year for you and everyone who's important to you. This has been episode 72 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time.